The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Haley Hubbard, mom to three and wife to a country music star. And I'm Jess Diamond, registered dietitian nutritionist and mom to one. And this is Meaningful Living, a community to make parenting and life a little easier and a lot less lonely. Every week, we talk to experts, parents, and answer your questions to share the practical tips and real side of parenting we all need. Because when you remove the doubt, fear, and stress from everyday decisions, you create more time for the meaningful moments. It takes a village. We're so excited to share ours with you. All right, you guys, we thought today we'd do an episode just as friends, just chatting through what's going on right now, you know, attempting all the hard moments in life and parenting and answer some of your questions that came in because you guys sent the best questions this weekend through our question box. So really just a little bit of everything today. And these really are some of our favorite episodes because we literally get to do what we do all day, every day, which is just send each other voice notes and text messages back all day long. Right. <laughs> I know. We just need to start recording all of those and then just like do a, a collage or just, I guess that would be an edit. An edit. <laughs> an edit of everything. Completely. so many good nuggets in there. I'm happy we're doing this. So this is just what we're doing. We're going to let it all out here. Before we dive in, I really want to make sure that please, please, please leave us a voicemail. If you have a question, leave us a voicemail because we love to have them on the episodes and feature them. And every time we get a voicemail, I literally feel like a teenager, like going back being like, ooh, someone left me a voicemail. Let me see what it is. Right? So true. So we'll answer them on here. So call 833-444-FULL. But Haley, you have had a week this week. It is an exciting week. Tyler's releasing his first single. Oh, I'm so excited. It's been a busy week, a fun week. And yeah, he's coming out with his first single as a solo artist, which is, it's an exciting new chapter that we never thought we never imagined would happen, but here we are. And so I'm excited. I'm I'm proud of him and can't wait for this next chapter. The kids are like beyond. Olivia last month was like, daddy, when can, when can we go to concerts again? When can you play a show again? And cause she remembers it, but the boys yeah. don't obviously cause Luca was two weeks old. Yeah. He was two weeks old when I started bringing him on, bringing him on the road. And then Atlas never got that. So it'll be fun. It's going to be so fun. I guess by the time yeah. this episode's released, Five Foot Nine will have, been re- will have been released by then. But Bryce, this weekend, we were in the pool for my dad's birthday and he's monkey walking. And he's like, Five Foot Nine, brown eyes and a sundress. But oh he does God. it in Tyler's <laughs> accent. So he literally sounds like he's from the South. That is hilarious. It's the best. And I'm sorry, everyone, for singing because I'm very aware I have the worst voice <laughs> in the history of the planet. You do not. I do. And yesterday in the car on the way to school, Liv and I were singing because I was like, all right, let's sing this instead of play the song. And I'm like taking advantage of all these years now before they can really tell I have a bad voice. And so <laughs> we're like singing it together. And she said, mom, you have the better voice. And I was like, the what? And she's like, you have the better voice of all time. And I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And I was like, I wanted to be like, I really don't, but I wasn't going to say that. So I took it and, and she said, you should play concerts too. And I was like, you know, 
I'm going to leave that to your dad. <laughs> I've come to one of your concerts, but I actually think that Bryce gives me confidence in when I'm singing, like like in totally unfound confidence because you sing so much that when you have a bad voice, you don't normally ever sing. And then you have a child and you're singing all the time that I forget actually, like even when I just sing that there, I'm like, oh wait, I forget that like my voice doesn't sound what it sounds like inside my ears when <laughs> I'm singing. In my head, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like when I have the the sound like blaring in the car. Yeah, exactly. Oh. But yeah, it's been a, a busy week around here. Tyler's been gone doing radio stuff. So it's, I'm juggling the kids and, and podcasting and it's all been so fun. And I keep just being so thankful for my time in yoga. I feel like it has been recentering me personally, which is exactly what I needed. And I've, it's taken me, I said this on Instagram the other day, but it's taken me three to four years to finally get back to a regular groove of early morning workouts or any workouts. In the past few years, it was just like, you know, I might do a little something here and there, or I might get one workout every few weeks, but really that was it. And it is, it's been such a game changer. And I think it's what's like getting me through all these busy times and the chaos of all the different kids' schedules and, and just life. I'm proud of you. I mean, I think it's, that's coming from you who was totally a person that loved working out. Like that was a Loves, big part of yeah. your life prior to kids. And, but I also think it's a good lesson that even if you love it, there's that moment where it's just like, it's just not working in your life and you have to just give yourself, I guess, some grace in that moment. But that when you have that impulse to get back and do it, to do it, even as hard as it is, and just give yourself a little bit of the time, you, right. you fully influenced me by the way. Literally the first day you posted that on Instagram, like you influenced me, I guess, all day, every day. But I was, I woke up. The first thing I did when I woke up is I turned on Instagram. The first story I saw was your story of you saying that, that you had just gone to yoga. And I was like, that's it. I got out of bed. I put on workout clothes, which I haven't actually done in two years. I've only worn joggers. And I did a Pilates by Amanda. She's got a core club. She's the best. She's the best, but she's got a core club app. And so I did a 20 minute exercise. And so you influenced me. So that day you did it, I worked out too. Oh, that makes me so happy. Because when I talk on Instagram, I'm like, oh, no one really cares. What Should I even do this? <laughs> Why am I doing this? Even if no one so, else cared, I cared. So, you know. So thank you. Oh my gosh. That makes me happy. There's just such a, a fine line too of like, listening to your body and just giving yourself the space to recover and find mental and physical capacity to work out. But then I'm like, at some point I do have to push myself, but I feel like I, I pretty much know my body pretty well to know like, all right, it, it's time. Like it's time I can push myself in this. But I was kind of guilting, maybe putting guilt on myself or so much pressure. Like, I can't believe I just don't work out. Like, I used to find so much passion in this, or not passion. I just found so much joy in working out. And it was just, I don't know, maybe it was a combination of postpartum, COVID. That was a whole nother thing because you couldn't go to classes. And then I didn't have that motivation to do one at home all the time. It was like every, you know, once a week, totally. maybe. And that's on a good week. Well, I'm proud of you. I want to keep this streak going. Let's do some Pilates by Amanda together. Gosh, I love her. We're going to book that in. We have to just figure out like the time difference because you're right. Like the, 
The late night makes sense when you have kids. However, the early morning, as hard as it is, getting up before your kids has been amazing. So I guess whenever you fit it in. Want to make this summer the most memorable yet? Summer is here and Camp Galileo is the place to be for kids during the summer. Once they enter the fun machine, campers start building lifetime memories and friendships with friends new and old. Our staff, made up of educators, artists, and engineers, help campers build creative confidence through our STEAM-based curriculum. It's a fun and welcoming atmosphere that makes for the best summer ever. This year, campers get to work on a variety of creative projects like engineering their own roller coasters in their amusement park, making a stained glass masterpiece at our Castle Quest Camp, or building a 3D dinosaur out of paper mache during our Dino Dig Camp. Your camper can choose from one or experience all three of these activities. And we're not talking your average camp project. This is a masterpiece. I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to do all of these myself. At Camp Galileo, kids enjoy limitless creativity, innovation, and fun. Go to galileo-camps.com and use Fun Summer 2022 to get $100 off camp. Claim your spot today. Camp Galileo is where it's at and your kids are going to love it this summer. Hi, I'm Claire Mazer. And I'm Erica Cerullo. We are the co-hosts of a podcast called A Thing or Two. It comes out every Monday and the basic premise is this. We share all the stuff we think more people should know about. So that's apps, recipes, books, the nationwide Haagen-Dazs vanilla bean shortage that nobody else was talking about. Our no perf- one. No one. <laughs> our preferred vacuum brands, of which we have multiples, and critical explorations of our unique approaches to paper towel usage. Listen, we think you're going to like it. A lot of people do. And who's to say you'll be any different? Listen and subscribe wherever it is you listen and subscribe to podcasts. Let's talk about recentering with our kids. Because we've had to have a little of that lately. I've told you a little bit about Liv, like getting up at night. And it's not like in the middle of the night. It's right after we put her down. And so the 7.30 bedtime drags on to like 9.30, sometimes 10. And she's like up on the stairs like, mom. And it and now Luca hears her because his room's at the top of the stairs. So he's like, he starts yelling, mom, and it's this domino effect. And I know soon Atlas is going to start doing it. Yeah. And so I had to have a come to Jesus with her last week and be like, Liv, we need to like reassess. You know, we've had a lot of changes in our house lately. And, and so I was kind of being lenient with her and snuggling a bit longer and just kind of dragging it out myself. And of course, you know, they pick up on it and they know exactly where they can kind of push the boundaries. And and she has been. So what is she doing at night? Like you put her down and she's just staying in her room yelling for you or she's getting out of her room and being like calling for you? She'll come out of her room. Mom, I need you. Mom, I had a bad dream. And I'm like, I don't want to invalidate her feelings, but I'm like, you haven't even shut one eye yet. Yeah. Maybe you had like a bad thought. I don't know. You just want to see mommy. Right. And so I'm like, I've tried all the things like validating her feelings. I love you. We pray over her room because she says she has bad dreams. And I'm, you know, a a firm believer in like energy and just getting the bad stuff out. And so we pray over her room. So that's another thing I have to do before I, before we put her to bed. Now she wants me to go to every door and window (laughs) 
<laughs> I look like a crazy person at every door and window. But anyway, so it's that. She wants to snuggle for a couple minutes. Then she wants to talk about this. And then she wants to, it's, it's become like a bunch of different things. And so then she'll walk out and say, mom, I need water. And we now leave water in there every night. It's just, it's become this domino effect of so many different things. So we're on the track to recentering, but I just feel like there's things that need like little, little tightening in here, you know? (laughs) And so last week I was like at my wit's end and she's probably going to be traumatized by this later in life and go to therapy. But I was like, all right, if you come out, if you even step outside of your room, I'm taking away your babies. And I once took away her Elsa doll when she was like two years old. And she will never forget that. And I <laughs> threw it in the trash. She got to watch me throw it in the trash. And I gave her many warnings. I told her it was going to happen. She did it. I threw it away. And so <laughs> she lit. I think like that works. And I don't know. Is that bad? I mean, I'm taking no. away your babies. <laughs> I mean, Listen, like sometimes we can do all the positive things. And like sometimes when we're in the wits to end, like we got to take something away. I mean, I feel like you're looking into my house right now and saying exactly what's happening. I don't have the domino effect of it affecting any other child, except for the fact that probably two weeks ago, I swear to you, I was like the worst version of me at bedtime. I was just like, it was threat after threat. It was Bryce didn't want to lay on his belly. So then I was like, I'm going to count to five, five, four, three, two, one. And I'm like listening to myself in this moment being like, I am not (laughs) who I want to be. And this is also not working. Like you threaten and then he's like still not laying down. And then I like have to like walk out and it's this whole song and dance. So what we did, which has actually really helped. And I used the same principle that I used with feeding and I just brought it back to bedtime. So anytime they're acting out like that or they're wanting more time with you, right? Like it's not possible just to sometimes move up starting bedtime at like four something. Like there's dinner and there's bath. There's things that have to be done in that time. So I finally was like, you know what, Jess? Like you can, in that moment at nighttime, you're not going to change a thing because he's in the fight or flight. He's like panicked then. He doesn't want me to leave and he just wants mommy around. So I started to do it during play. I was like, okay, I'm going to set out five to 10 minutes during the day to start talking about what's happening. So number one, I confronted it. I was like, hey, Bryce, mommy's been noticing bedtimes have been really hard and they're really hard for me sometimes too. And so we talked about it a little bit, but here was the trick that like has, it's working right now. In a week from now, it's not going to work, but right now it's working. We've been playing where I'm like, I'll pretend like, oh no, Bryce, I like the, either this doll or I'm, I'm having a really hard time going to bed. What can I do? And I taught him a mantra. And so we've been practicing the mantra in times of play. And so his mantra is mommy's near, Bryce is safe. My bed is cozy, which I learned from Dr. Becky. I loved. And then I added, I got this. And so I'll ask him, what can I do? What can I do? I I can't calm myself down. I want another blankie, but I know mommy's not going to come in. And he'll start teaching the mantra to me. And it's actually been a game changer. And so now I'm like, the plan is I'm only going to come in two times. After two times, you could be crying, whatever it is, mommy's not coming back in. And you have the secret to calming yourself down is actually magical. It's inside your body. And you can do a mantra or you can do a breath. And it's really funny. Now I close the door and I like hear him being like, mommy's near, Bryce is safe. My bed is cozy. I got this. And he'll say it like 10 Oh my gosh, that's amazing. 
<laughs> but I think that's the key. I, I think like in those moments, we can't break it, right? Because they're just doing the behavior that we have to talk right. about it outside of moments. Right. You know, like a picky eater. I always say that if you're coming to the table when they are crying over their meal, that's not the teachable moment. They are in fight or flight. That is just right. them panicking. So right. I've been trying to do it in play. I don't know if that'll help, but, and I'm oh, all for the dolls. Great. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm all for it. It took the important ones too. And man, you know what? The next night she stayed in bed. Part of it is like they're, they're testing too. Like, what are you going to do and what are you not going to do? Yeah. Right now, I feel like we just need this reset of like follow through. Yeah. Because we're always, I feel like we really pride ourselves in like good follow through. I just feel like we've all been on such different pages with the many different directions we've been going in that it's like, okay, whoop, come to Jesus. <laughs> like, let's let's get centered again. But we do tell her like, we're like, Jesus is in your heart. You can always talk to him. Like, God is with you. All you have to do is talk to him. If you're scared, like you have that power within you. And like, she'll say, bad dream. I have the power over you. You do not have the power over me. Get out right now. And like, that's what she says. But I think your mantra sounds a little bit more peaceful. (laughs) (laughs) I like the mantra. It's funny too. And I like, I like play it all up. I'm like, Bryce, you know, my mommy used to tell me this word. Have you ever heard of this funny word before? It's called a mantra. And he's like, no, mommy, what is that? And so... It's, it's been oh, really, it's kind great. of funny. It's really All right, cute. I'll let you know how the mantra goes tonight. Let's be real. Periods are a total mess. If you're like me, you have to worry about leaks and stains and whether or not you have enough tampons on hand. It's just a hassle. But what if I told you there was a way to make your period easier? Introducing Thinks. Thinks are reusable underwear that absorb your period. They look and feel just like normal underwear, but better. These panties are made with special fabric that absorbs menstrual blood and prevents leaks. I finally decided to give them a try and I have to say they are amazing. The fabric is so soft and comfortable and it really does absorb all the blood. Not only does Thinks spelled T-H-I-N-X save me from having to worry about embarrassing leaks, but they're also environmentally friendly and help reduce our reliance on disposable products. What's not to love? I so wish I had these postpartum because that would have been an epic game changer. Thinks period underwear come in a range of absorbencies from lightest to super that hold up to five regular tampons or 2.5 regular pads worth of blood. And they're machine washable. Just toss it in the washing machine with your other laundry and hang dry. It's really that easy. You can use things as a total replacement to pads and tampons or as a backup, which is especially useful during those heavy flow days. I've been using them as a backup option and it has been so nice having to not worry about leaks. Thinks is size inclusive, offering all their styles and sizes up to 4X. Over 1.2 million people have made the switch to Thinks. Thinks has a 60-day money-back guarantee so you can try their period underwear risk-free. Thinks is offering our listeners $10 off your first order with code living. Visit rethinkyourcycle.com. That's rethinkyourcycle.com to claim $10 off your first order using code living. Make the switch to Thinks today. The underwear are amazing and you guys are going to love these.
Okay, the other struggle that's just, I just don't know how to do it. I can actually admit I haven't brushed my kids' teeth for two mornings in a row because the mornings, like what? Mornings are so hard. Mornings are so hard. How that's are you getting lift- from so many moms too? I, it's horrible because it's crunch time. So like, I know the answer, right? Like a textbook answer is going to be wake up 30 minutes or 45 minutes earlier, but it's just not, it, that doesn't work with our schedule. Right. So what's been helping? Anything helping? Well, so Liv is, this has been her first year at school and I would say the first three months, it was awful. Well, I would say the first week was great. She was so excited to get to school and it was like, wow, this is so fun. And then after that, it was like a nightmare because she would just have a meltdown with picking out clothes, then didn't want to brush her teeth, definitely didn't want to do her hair. And then if like she always wants her hair down and it's like messy in her face, I'm like, at least brush it. It's just chaos. And then we're trying to get the boys up and... It's it's the whole thing. So we started by the night before, every single night, we pick out two outfits or we pick out one if she is already set on that outfit. We pick out two outfits and I'm like, surprise me tomorrow. Surprise me with whichever one that you're going to choose. And I set everything out. And then we started putting a toothbrush and her hairbrush and her little like detangling spray downstairs in a thing in the bathroom. So she does, she gets dressed, she comes downstairs and she's like ready to eat. And we do her hair while she's eating. She used to wake up early, go see Tyler because Tyler does his devotional in the living room. And she would be like, daddy, can I have a show on? And so he would turn on a, like a TV show. We, we put a stop to that (laughs) because then she wasn't like, eating on time. And then we were rushing out the door. So we said no show until you eat. And now she's forgotten about the show completely because she just enjoys being with the boys and eating and, and that whole thing. So those things have helped. I feel like that's, that's what I need to do. The other thing that I haven't been in a good thing with, but I know is so helpful is making a list So before, like in real toddler mode, we had a list of like, wake up, breakfast, brush your teeth, and they were pictures. And so we could go check them off. And that was amazing because it was a list of things to do. And now I feel like that he's at the age where he's more competent on his own. He'll probably feel really kind of empowered by having that list up there. Like, okay, like, can I do this? Like, oh, go look at the list. What does the list say? And it'll tell him kind of what to do. So I could do it with pictures and writing it out. I feel like that might be good. I like that. I like the pictures. Yeah. That's a good idea. With four kids between the two of us, we have changed more diapers than we can count. At this point, we pretty much consider ourselves just diaper connoisseurs. Honestly, there are some days as moms when it feels like all we do is change diapers, which is why we are so excited to partner with Pampers. Your baby skin is so delicate and you want to make sure you're protecting it by keeping it dry and healthy. Well, I cannot recommend Pampers Swaddlers enough. They're absorbent enough for overnight wear. Hooray for no middle of the night leaks. And with their amazing absorbency, Pampers Swaddlers wick away wetness and mess to help protect your baby's skin and keep your little ones feeling dry. Pampers Swaddlers have been a 
game changer for us. And once you try them, you'll see why Pampers are the number one pediatrician recommended brand. If you're looking for a diaper that will keep your baby or toddler happy and dry, then look no further than Pampers Swaddlers. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Whether you're a diaper expert or a mom-to-be, Pampers Swaddlers have you covered. Download the Pampers Club app today to start earning rewards with every diaper and wipes purchase. Trust us, you will thank us. Now let's get back to our conversation. Okay, should we answer some questions that came in? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so someone asked, this is a question for you, Haley. Someone asked, any speech delay advice? Yes. I mean, I don't know if this is advice, but I we do have experience with this with Luca. And by the way, he, Luca is, I'm so impressed by him. I just saw him before we recorded this. He is verbalizing so well. He really is. He really is. And I'm so proud of him. He's... We love the speech therapist that we have. And we actually found her when when we were kind of realizing like, okay, we feel like it's probably time to find someone. And I think that it that was probably when Luca was two, like just turned two. And, you know, Liv was our first child. And so we had nothing else to like compare Luca to. Not that you want to compare your kids, but we don't, we didn't know like, okay, when do you start looking for a speech pathologist? And so, but we were just noticing signs of like, all right, he, he wants to communicate. He understands what we're saying and he wants to communicate, but he's not quite finding the words and being able to replicate the sounds that we're making. I mean, Liv started talking at 10 months. And so it was hard. We were like, oh gosh, you know, Luca's two years is something wrong. And we learned it's just, you know, every kid is so different. And so we got a speech pathologist obsessed with her and she did an assessment. And so that kind of like gave us an indication of where Luca was. And she's like, you know, it's not a tongue tie. It's not this, it's not that. So she's like, we're just going to work on his words. And, and she does so well. It's the opposite of what I would want to do, but it works so well. Like I always said, I'm not going to do baby talk. And I don't want to say baby talk because it's not baby talk, but I don't want to say Nana for banana. Like I want to say banana because I want my kid to learn that it is a banana and it has three syllables. <laughs> so like that's always been my thought process. And then Luca came around and and he has taught us that it it looks different for every kid. And and so she's taught us like just say instead of saying helmet, say hemmet, hemmet and start by doing those little, little sounds that he could probably do. And, and then he'll start connecting them. And I really shouldn't be talking on this because I know nothing except for the little notes that she's given us. But it is, it has helped him tremendously. And it, he's so proud of himself now too, especially when he, he gets words and it's so sweet. Looking back, do you wish that you had found her earlier? Or if there's a parent that's noticing speech delays, like what do you recommend yes. to them? You know, I do wish we had found her a little earlier, but I don't know when the right age is. Do you yeah. know? No. I mean, I think I think it's all mom instinct, right? Like it's yeah. pedi- pediatrician and mom instinct. But I think there's this, what I see a lot with feeding and speech is there's this fear that when you go to a speech pathologist for feeding or for speech related or developmental things, that it's 
all of a sudden flagging like, oh no, there's something really wrong. And it's like labeling your kid in a way. But what the reality is, is that their wealth, of their, they have so much knowledge and they really help give you the strategies to help your kid. And so I think there's this hesitancy to go because we go to kind of this case scenario of like, what does this mean? And we go way down the road where we need to stay in the present today. But I always say, if you're concerned about something, get an evaluation just do it because then you know where you're at. Totally. I do wish we had done it a little sooner. I felt like everyone kept saying, oh, you know, boys are different and he'll get it. Everyone, everyone learns at a different pace. And so I kept thinking, well, okay, whatever. (laughs) So then I finally, I was like, okay, I need to listen to my mom instinct. Like, like you just said. So I'm thankful we did. And it actually very much helped Atlas and now he's saying the words and it actually challenges Luca a little bit because Luca hears Atlas saying it and it's very cute. They're they're learning together. Well, I am so proud of Luca. Go, Luca, go. Oh, yes, go, Luca. He, he's so cute. Our next question. What was the next question? Oh, this is great. My 18-month-old was a great eater and overnight became picky. I'm a short order chef now and it's so stressful. All right. Well, I love this question. Honestly, each weekend, each weekend, every single time we put a question box, we get something about picky eaters. And I feel like it's just been the theme of my week. Every patient I've been meeting with, it's been all picky eating because it's so common. So the first thing I want to say is that neophobia, the fear of new foods is actually something that is totally common and happens in toddlerhood and childhood. So if that's happening with your kid, don't panic. It's really that there are things that we can do to help it, but that this fear does kind of creep up where all of a sudden your kid ate everything. And one day you wake up and you're like, what happened? I'll also say that this is probably one of my favorite subject matters to talk about. So I probably get a little passionate about it. But if there's one thing I can help people with, it's helping their kids with picky eating, because I do think we have this opportunity to teach them now. So I think the first thing to tackle, number one, is it's not our job to get our kids to eat. And we say this a lot, but really when we embody that, it's not our job to get our kids to eat. It's our job just to put the food in front of them. And I know that's so hard because we want our kids to eat the food and we want them to have energy. And we go to kind of this future place like, oh no, is my kid going to wake up in the middle of the night because they're hungry or they're not going to grow or any one of those things. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, is that if we embody just our job, it's our job to provide food and it's their job to have as much or as little as they want what happens then is that they start to eat and understand their body. So it might be that they don't eat those items or anything for a couple meals. I promise you they're not going to starve, typically developing kids. You know, if there's something here that's way out of the ordinary, talk to a speech pathologist, talk to a dietitian. Like there is a degree of picky eating that is so picky that there is help that's out there. But for the typically developing kid that's experiencing this, it's we need to give them an opportunity to learn. So number one, it's not our job to get our kids to eat. So what it is our job to do is dial up the exposure and dial down the pressure. That's honestly my mantra of all mantras. It really, all it means is play it cool. So if we go away from, it's not our job to get our kids to eat the food. It's just our job to expose them. So actually putting a meal down in front of them, if you can do that, then that's success. I think parents feel so much 
guilt and shame that they made this meal and then it's not touched, that then we start becoming this short order chef, right? Like we go Mm -hmm. and we start making all these other things because we feel like, oh no, they're not eating it. They don't like it. I need to make something different. But truthfully, what I want everyone to hear is if you make that meal and put it in front of them, I don't care if they eat 0%, that is a successful meal. So in exposure, them seeing a new food, them touching a new food, them playing with a new food, any of that is exposure and exposure is what eventually leads to eating. Yes. Oh, wow. That was so good. You know, yesterday Liv came to Trader Joe's with me and she was helping me pick out food, which also doubled my time there. (laughs) But I knew that going into it, I was like, I have the time right now. So we're just going to go do it. And she was picking out things. I was like, let's pick out food for dinner. And she was like, oh, look at this corn. And so she started pulling things. And she's like, can we make this for dinner? And started getting really excited about it. So tonight we're actually going to make it because we had something else last night. But tonight we're going to make it. And she has been excited about it all day. She picked out, I was like, which color pepper do you want? Do you want orange, red, or yellow? Mm -hmm. She's like, what about the green one? And I was like, well... (laughs) It's like, you could pick green if you want, but I'm not a green pepper fan. Don't pick the green. But then she was excited to put that in her lunches. And it it also helped diversify her lunches because she was like, ooh, she found little guacamole packets. And she was like, I want this in my lunch. And that was really fun. And I I felt like we needed that little refresh in, in the food department. Yes. I mean, what you're describing is getting our kids involved in the kitchen, right? So I think we think it's always going to be this big ordeal of them cooking, but it starts with them learning about things, right? Going to the to the market and being like, should we get this corn or should we get this watermelon and having them look at it and touch it, even if they don't eat it. So you don't judge a meal by the amount that's consumed. Just don't judge a meal based on that. It's just, what did they see with their eyes? Did they, you know, all of the things. Did you put a meal in front of them? And I love that because you're getting her excited. And the more we can get kids excited about just touching, seeing, and just kind of being creative with that, the better they do with eating for sure. Yeah. So I love that. It was so sweet. And then actually Sunday, this is another example, but we were, she had a little recital, a school recital. It was adorable. And then we were on the way home and she was like, oh, mom, you said we could have lemonade today. And I did totally forget about the lemonade, but I was like, I'm not about to stop somewhere and get lemonade. And then I was like, oh, duh, we could make it. It's so easy. So I was like, Liv, we're going to make it when we get home. And she was like, oh, we get to make lemonade. And I'm, I'm going to send you the video because after we made it, she was like, what if we put strawberries in it? And so we made strawberry lemonade. It was really good. And she said, what if we did a video? Can we do a video so we can teach other people how to make strawberry lemonade? So we have a video. I can't wait. Yes. We're going to post it when this episode comes out. Go live, go. But yes, cooking is huge. That is huge. Getting our kids exposed and excited and learning about that. It Honestly, it doesn't matter if they even got involved in each step of the cooking or if they didn't want to touch something. You don't force it. You just cook with them. And even if they don't touch a bite... 
what I want you to remember is that that is cueing their future self to then eat that food, right? That pressuring them is not going to work. It, it, it doesn't work, right? Yeah. Just like the threats of five, four, three, two, one, like that worked the first time, maybe the second time it's going right. to wear out. And so really we want them to start eating it because of them. And when we can do that in a pressure-free way of not bribing them, not punishing them, not overly enticing them, it really does work. And I need to see this video now. I know I'll send it to you, but you're right. It does work. And it's hard to follow through with because it is so not what our instinct tells us. Our instinct tells us, oh my gosh, I just made all this food or, you know, you came home without eating your lunch. Like, oh no, is everything okay? But like, yeah, I feel like the no pressure has given us more success in the eating department than, than anything. Thanks to you. Well, I'm so glad. And I also think it's like, it's miserable for all of us. No one's happy when it's happening. And so if we can decrease the stress on ourselves, I mean, there's so many times Josh will look at me and be like, okay, Bryce didn't touch that. Like, do we, is this really over? Like, is the meal over? I'm like, yep, the meal's over. Like the meal's over, Bryce, are you all done? There'll be more (laughs) later. And they, they learn then. Mm -hmm. That is funny. Tyler and I will give each other looks sometimes like, I know you're about to say that. Don't say it. Don't do it. I should say that actually reminds me anyone that's dealing with picky eating or anything like that or wanting to know how to how to decrease it we do have a free download on our website of this beautiful thing you can print out it goes up on your fridge it's called tips for raising a less picky intuitive eater it talks through all of the tips that I talked about but obviously with more context and helpful so go print that out and if you have any friends that are about to have a baby or just had a baby or are going through the about to eat solids that is such a good gift. Or if you just had a baby and you're about to go through that phase, please go take that class because it has changed my life and our kids' life. And Jess, you were just a wealth of information. And I'm so grateful. I'm grateful for you. And I'm grateful for these episodes. Guys, if you guys like this, we could do this every day. Haley, I feel like we just went out for coffee. I feel so refreshed. I know. All right. Love you. Love you too. We hope you found something meaningful from this episode. It'd mean the world to us if you'd take a second to rate, review, and follow the show and tell your friends about it. It's the best way to support the show. And if you have any questions you want us to cover on the show, call our voicemail line at 833-444-FULL. We want to hear from you. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Meaningful Living and visit our website, MeaningfulLiving.com for resources, courses, and to shop our favorites. Can't wait to see you next week. 